Welcome to the Coventry Vineyard Podcast. Wherever and whenever you're listening, we hope you're blessed by this message. If you want to find out more about our church or speak with someone about Jesus, head to coventryvineyard.org. Over the next four weeks, I'm going to give you an invitation to a journey. And that journey is from languishing, or wherever you are now, to a place where you feel like you're thriving and flourishing. I want us as a community to be thriving. And I wonder what stage of the journey of being with Jesus and becoming like Jesus are you at at the moment? So it might feel like, I remember going for a run once, um, and I'd got up ridiculously early before the sun had come up and I was running through the woods and I, was, I even fell over like a root and uh, rolled into some nettles and some brambles but it's like okay I'm doing some hardcore running now um, and then it's kind of carried on sort of limping and then as I was running through it was very similar to this picture the sun was rising I could start to make out where the trees were where the path was And I think there's a prophetic word in that for us. It's felt like we've been in the shadows, but the sun is rising. And there's some thriving and there's some flourishing, not only for you as a person, but also for us as a community. And maybe you've looked around and gone, hmm, this isn't how it used to be. But I think God is doing something in this community. I'm trusting that God is doing something in this community. And we sang that bit earlier, um, even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when you don't, we don't feel it, you're working. And some of us might think, is God always working? Does that mean I can always work? Firstly, God is always working. Jesus said in John 5, my father is always at work. But it doesn't mean that we have to always be working. And so there is a Sabbath rest. Sometimes we need to just stop and be still and rest in God's presence. So I'm hoping that over the next four weeks, we'll be able to give you some spiritual practices, some things that will help you form spiritually. So today's kind of the introduction to that. So today we're going to look at the roadmap. So what does spiritual formation look like? Next week, we're going to look at the vehicle. So spiritual formation happens in us, but we're all different. We're all trying to We're all training to become more like Jesus, but we might have a different vehicle to somebody else. The third talk is all about the journey. So what do we need for that journey to kind of step into the wilderness and go on that path? And then fourthly, who are some companions on the way? So we're not on this journey all together, on our own. We're in this together. Okay, so that's the next four weeks, okay? Now, at the beginning of the summer, I went on a journey... um, which I'm kind of still completing. I didn't finish it. So I did a part of the Pennine Way. I did 100 miles in about five days. And I took a few photos along the journey. And I wonder which one of those pictures speaks mostly to you. Does it feel like you've got a straight road and maybe there's a beautiful... I should have got these a bit bigger. Um, you know, beautiful landscape. You think, oh, this is lovely. There's birds singing in the, in the trees and it's just straight and lovely, nice smooth path. Is it like you're looking at the signpost trying to work out where is the next part of your journey? Is it you can see there's a mountain you're going to have to climb or a steep hill and you're not sure whether you've got the energy to go up that or as Richard just said, or go around it, I noticed. 
Or does it feel like you're on the edge of a precipice and it feels like it's just one false step, you might fall to your doom? Does it feel like it's all foggy and you're just not quite sure where the next part of the journey is? Or does it feel similar to the first one, like it's like a meadow of wildflowers and it's just all lovely and the sun's shining? Where are you at in your journey? What stage of the journey of being with Jesus and becoming like him are you at? Because sometimes we expect to be, if we're following Jesus, that is a journey. But we kind of want it to happen now. And we don't like the slow process that it is. Maybe you sense a, a, a kind of sense of fear or failure or frustration. And Jesus talked about stepping through a narrow door, which is often you know, the, the difficult road of a journey to be with Jesus and be like him. But it's worth it. It's a journey of wholeness. And the thing is, we may think that we're in control of our relationship with God, that being a disciple is something static. If we can just think our way to becoming more like, more like Jesus, if we can just gain enough information or some particular techniques, that will make us become more like Jesus. But spirituality and formation is a journey. It's a continued, faithful response day by day of being with Jesus and becoming like him. Really, it's responding to God's gracious and generous invitation and then responding to his control of our life and being. And so there's this passage in Romans 8, 29 to 30, and I really like how Eugene Peterson translates it in the message because he makes it into language which I kind of understand. Um, and it says this, says, God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. So he has decided to shape your life along the same lines as the life of his son, Jesus. He goes on to say, the son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him, in Jesus. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. See, God does not give up on you. And that prophetic song that, that Gwen sang over us, that promise of I am with you, I will never leave you, each one of us needed to hear that. God is there. He will not give up on you. He will complete what he started on you. I think sometimes we're so quick to give up on ourselves and God's like, I'm not finished with you yet. There's still stuff to be done. So there's a definition of spiritual formation, which I think is really helpful. I'm just going to go back. Too fast. Okay. So there's a book called Invitation to a Journey, which I've stolen quite a lot of the stuff. I'm trying to make a whole book into four talks. Okay, it is a really good book. Um, so it's by Robert Mulholland, and so I've basically stole as much as I can. But mo most of you, or some of you, don't do reading books. So I thought, well, why not I kind of get this and do it in four weeks? 
So he says spiritual formation is a process of being conformed or transformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. I think that's a really good definition. So what I'm going to do in the time I've got left is try and break that down into four parts. So first of all, it's a process. God invites people on a journey. And throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, men and women are invited into a journey. It's a process, a journey marked by faith and trust. You see Abraham, he's called to leave his home and start a journey. Moses is called to lead people on a journey into the wilderness. David goes on a journey, Esther, Ruth. Then in the New Testament, Jesus is going on that journey to the cross and, and drawing people with him. Then later, Paul is going on multiple journeys. But each person in the Bible is on a journey and God is transforming them. Jesus invites his followers on a journey by simply saying, follow me. And then it's up to us to choose how we respond. So how does God transform you? Well, first of all, that journey is a slow, long process. And we hate that. We want it to be quick. We want it to be instant. We have this deeply ingrained instant gratification mode of our culture. There's a moment in um, the movie The Matrix, which I remember watching for the first time. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And I think we've stopped using that as illustrations for things. But there was a time in the early 90s where pretty much every illustration in every sermon was about The Matrix. And then they kind of ruined the whole thing by doing the second and the third and then the fourth one. But the very first one, there's a moment in the movie where they're stuck on a roof and you've got the two characters, you've got Trinity and Neo. They're stuck on a roof and there's a helicopter. And Neo is kind of like, what do we do now? And he turns to Trinity and says, can you fly that thing? And she goes, not yet. And then she kind of stands there and she dials up on her phone, this guy Tank, who's like, Tank the tech guy. And she goes, Tank, I need a pilot program for a B-212 helicopter. And he's like, okay, one moment. He's doing all the clicky-clicky stuff on the keyboards and doing stuff. And she's like, hurry. And then she's downloading it and her eyes are all going weird. And then she's like, let's go. Because she can now fly this helicopter because she's downloaded this program through this tech stuff. And sometimes that's how we treat transformation. It's like, Jesus, I need a download for peace. Jesus, can you download some generosity? Jesus, can you download a little bit of compassion and kindness for this person that really annoys me? Jesus, can you download something so I'm less greedy? And while you're at it, something that will stop me from watching porn. Jesus, can you download a program for patience? Hurry, I need it now. (laughs) And we want this immediate return on our investment of our time, our energy, and resources. And we get impatient when transformation does not give us the results we want right here, right now, which can lead to frustration. And maybe that's where you're at at the moment. Maybe it feels like, I thought I would be further along the journey than I am. And I'm frustrated with myself. And sometimes we might think, if only we can find the right technique, the right book, the right person, the right sermon, the right event, the right retreat, then I can be transformed into that new person that I always thought I was going to be. We want a shortcut. We love shortcuts. How dare anyone put speed bumps along a shortcut? If you've ever had a a child 
and they've grown into a teenager. You don't put them to sleep one night as a baby and then the next morning hope to find that they've grown into a teenager. It doesn't happen like that. It's a long, slow process. Infants grow and mature into adolescence according to natural processes of growth. The same is true of spiritual growth. What we don't realize is that there are some moments where we don't think we're seeing much change. Those moments of what appears to be stagnation. We sang it earlier, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. One commentator, uh, Francois Fenelon, who I've never read before, but he's got a great quote. He says, God hides his work in the spiritual order as in the natural order under an unnoticeable sequence of events. Something is happening under the surface. Jermaine, could you do me a favor? Could you go and close the door? Just put it on the latch, but just close the door door there because there's a cold breeze coming through. Thank you. So first of all, we want it to be fast, but it's actually a long, slow process. Secondly, everyone is in a process of spiritual formation. Whether you're following Jesus or not, whether you believe in God or not, everybody is in a process of spiritual formation. Every thought we hold, thank you, every decision we make, every action we take, every emotion we allow to shape our behavior, every response we make to the world around us, every relationship we enter into, every reaction we have towards the things that surround us and impinge upon our lives, all of these things, little by little, are shaping us into some kind of being. We are being shaped into either the wholeness of the image of Christ or some sort of horribly destructive caricature of that image. Destructive not only to ourselves but also to others for we can then inflict our brokenness onto others. Robert Mulholland says this, he says, spiritual formation is not an option. Life itself is a process of spiritual development. The only choice we have is whether that growth moves us towards wholeness in Christ or toward an increasingly dehumanized and destructive mode of being. So there's a choice. Jesus says, follow me. We can follow him on that journey or we can choose not to. So this Christian journey of becoming more like Christ, becoming Christ-like, is an intentional, continual commitment and process of growth towards wholeness in Christ. It's a process of how Paul describes in Ephesians 4, growing up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. He says elsewhere, until we attain to this mature personhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's for this purpose that God is present and active in every moment of your life. So it's a process. Secondly, and I'm clicking. John, can you? Yeah, thank you. Of being formed. So the difference between forming ourselves and being formed is the vital issue of control. In the summertime, we did some pottery making. And uh, we went to this place all as a, a family, and we sat at our turning wheel. And if you want to know about pottery, Nick Darlington is the man to talk to. Uh, he's always at his potter's wheel. Uh, and so this was my, I think I've done it before when I was younger, but we've got this lump of clay, 
and we slapped it down on the spinning thing, and then we kind of molded it and shaped it. And I was in control of this little lump of clay. And the clay didn't, I mean, every now and then it could fly, it flew off and <laughs> so it was trying not to do what it was supposed to do and it would collapse or whatever. But we want to be in control of our own formation. And we find it difficult to relinquish our control to God and say, God, would you mold me and shape me? Because our culture says you are in control of everything. But ultimately, there's nothing you can do to transform yourself into the kind of people who love and serve as Jesus did. In fact, I've got a quote about this. Thank you. So in his book, Mulholland says, there is nothing you can do to transform yourself into the kind of people who love and serve as Jesus did. And we might think, okay, might as well just give up. But then the second part of that says, is there, is it? Except by making ourselves available for God to do that work of transforming grace in us. There's nothing you can do. You're just a lump of clay, except put yourself in his hands, except making yourself available for God to do that work of transforming grace in us. So our process of becoming like Jesus is a process of being formed, not forming ourselves. But yes, we have a part to play, making ourselves available to God to do that work of transformation. I'm going to talk about that at the end of this talk. See, our culture is a DIY culture. We want to do it ourselves. That says it's down to you to do it. Don't rely on anyone else. But the problem with that is it turns us into graspers and manipulators, people that want to kind of control things. And we hate being grasped by God, shaped by God, or relinquishing control and yielding ourselves to his loving grace. And so maybe the most spiritually formation thing you can do this next week is to say, God, you're in control and I'm not. What does it look like, God, for you to be on the throne of my life and not me? That, God, you are the number one. That you are in control. So it's a process, it's a long journey of being formed into... Can just advance it, please? I don't know why that's not working. Into the image of Christ. So I've got a couple of verses here. Okay, we are made in the image of God. So generation, Genesis 1, 26 to 27, we are made into the image of God. And we are to become the likeness of Christ, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, who is the image of the invisible God. So you are made... You've got something of the image of God in you. But then we're to become more like Jesus. And Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So our process of being formed in the image of Jesus really takes place primarily at those points of our lives where we are most unlike Jesus. Those places that we really would like to hide. Those places that we want to kind of keep secret. Those places that we want to keep in the shadows. And allowing God into those places can be uncomfortable, can be painful, 
because we like to be in control when it feels like there's some emotion expressed that can make us feel a little bit uncomfortable but someone's if, if that's happening in our in our church gatherings it's because somebody's entering into that process of god being in control and releasing that that the uncomfortableness and the painfulness I, I don't know how many meetings i've been in where and i've been there too where god has started to transform something in my life some deep part of pain to make me more like jesus and that pain manifests itself in terms of tears or crying out or sadness whatever it is and we we don't want to just hide away from that we want to let god change us it's easy to want god to be in the places where we're like jesus yet god wants to be involved in releasing us from the brokenness that imprisoners imprisons us God wants to set us free from the, the things which distort or damage God's image in us, those things that make us less human, less Christ-like. And as God meets us in those places where we're most alienated from him, his grace brings forgiveness and liberation and cleansing and healing, and it's a journey towards wholeness in Christ. But things, it's not just for ourselves. It's for the sake of others. And we might think, okay, it's all about, I want to be spiritually formed so that I am like Jesus. And we forget that it has an impact on others around us. See, spiritual formation, God's work of transformation, is not just a selfish act. The author Parker Palmer says this, he says, I've become clear about at least one thing. Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. Anytime we can listen to true self and give it the care it requires, we do so not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. So if you're starting that journey of spiritual formation, it will change your life, but it will also change the lives of those around you. So if you're the sort of dad or mum or person that gets angry and shouts, I remember um, there's been times when I've been stressed as a parent, and my kids know when I'm stressed. And I don't want to be that stressed sort of person. And usually they will give me a wide kind of, They'll make themselves scarce because all of, those, all of those vibes that are coming out are, are dad's not happy. And it's probably nothing to do with them. Or maybe you've seen it where you've seen someone just yelling at their kids and you think, what is going on inside? What is that frustration, that anger that's, that's coming out where they're shouting at those that they love the most? You see, when we get spiritually formed, it's not just for us. It has an impact on other people. When God called Abraham on that journey and told him his descendants would become, the Israel's, uh, would become Israel, that we're going to be God's people, he said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. God blesses us so that we will be a blessing. In 1 Peter, 
Uh, Peter writes this, he says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Out of that shadowy world where you're stumbling over roots and falling into brambles and nettles and walking onto a path which is going towards the light. See, spiritual formation is not a selfish act. We are transformed by the Holy Spirit so we can be a blessing to others. Okay, so what is this going to look like for you this week? We've created a resource on... John, could you advance this? This just isn't working today. I'm not quite sure why. And the next one, please. Thank you. So what are your next steps? So we've created a page on our website uh, called Invitation to a Journey. If you go onto the home page, you click on the image, it goes straight through to the thing, and there's a whole load of resources that you can use. Uh, some of those are what we've used before when we've had our retreat time. Um, and it might think there's, and maybe in your small group, say, what are those next steps that I can do? What is this going to look like for you this week? See, spiritual disciplines, we're going to push into this a little bit later on, not today, but next week and the week after, or spiritual practices are really just helpful tools. They're helpful habits, they're helpful ways of being with God that allow the Holy Spirit to transform us. They're things like prayer, worship, reading the Bible, silence and solitude, fasting, service, fellowship, confession, talking to somebody about what's going on inside of you. Something as simple as gratitude. When we're grateful, it changes how we think about life around us. Having a Sabbath where we're not always working, we're actually taking some time to be in God's presence. Slowing down, deciding to make things a lot more simple. What's one of those things that's going to help you this next week to relinquish control and be formed? These are simply the habits that Jesus adopted. These are the things that he did that we can arrange our lives around so we are shaped to be like Jesus. So let me encourage you this week, maybe just take a few moments each day and commit to being silent before God. Thanks for tuning in today. We would love to connect with you on a Sunday morning soon. Bless you and have a great week.